0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman
1: and I'm Jane Donovan. And today we're going to be looking
0: at the dark side, <laughs> shadow work, uh, which is a very, very, very interesting topic um, for self-journeying. Um, and also I thought, you know, spiritually a little bit of dark side stuff as well because obviously being a psychic, people often ask me, well, what about the bad entities? And um, Which, you know, could be spirits or it might just be people. You might know somebody dark in your family or dark in the workplace. But like I said, we're going to begin with talking about Shadow Side, which is some very, very amazing work that was pioneered by Debbie Ford in America. And you can by all means buy her book. I'm going to put Jane on the spot and ask her the name of the book.
1: Uh, Dark Side of the Light Chaser.
0: That's it. So Dark Side of the Light Chaser is the book if you want the original source. Um, Shadow work is a way of better understanding the parts of yourself that you don't like or push down or deny. And I'm going to hand to Jane because Jane has made this Something of her area of expertise for quite a long time now, both with her personal coaching clients and with the
1: way she views her own life. Oh, nice. Thank you. I just feel this is such a cool tool to be able to use to grow in self love, to grow in self management, self empowerment, to be able to grow your compassion, empathy, and understanding, and ultimately to give you a more peaceful and empowered life. So, originally, shadow work for me was about first off understanding that we can be anybody and anything in the sense that every quality that exists, we are. And each quality that does exist, we are in the positive and in the negative or in the light or the dark. So I guess the first way I kind of came across this was looking at people that really pressed buttons in me, were people who were very arrogant and judgmental. So by understanding how this shadow work works is to acknowledge that judgmental and arrogant, I can actually only see that in another person because it is within me. So how do I now accept, acknowledge, and love that part of me? So I would say, no, I'm not judgmental or or arrogant it's always that oh that's so-and-so she's so yeah judgmental that's it.
0: that so annoys me and it's because there's the part in you that is massively judgmental that you haven't owned yet that's right
1: and boy when i started owning it i was so judgmental and arrogant it was it was in abundance in my life did it shock Just, you it shocked me incredibly to realize that oh i was one of those people that's actually you
0: that yeah. is me and and how how had you hidden it from yourself? I mean we sort of we
1: it's amazing. I justified. We can justify yeah. why I was judgmental. I I wasn't judgmental. Here's how I can justify that I came to that opinion. Right. Because it's amazing how I justified it in an arrogant way. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how much
0: we can actually lie to ourselves about our uglier qualities. Yes. And the way we can be in like completely asleep to the fact that there's massive behaviours we actually have, which often everyone else can see but us, except that we just see it in other people and can't stand it. And
1: so in denial that it's within me. Mm. I would have put money on the fact that judgmental and uh, opinionated, or no, what was arrogance because I was also opinionated. Well, I am everything. I am everything. However, judgmental and arrogant, I would have put money on it that that was buried deep down. And it just wasn't. It was my primary operating personality right there in great big letters flashing me on signs. So, okay, acknowledgement first off that that is me. It was a bit of a sting and a bit of an ouch, but it was important to acknowledge. So the next step then is to how do I learn to love this about me? This is what self-love is, is loving the ugly parts of you. It's easy to love the good parts. It's hard to love the stuff you don't like about yourself. So then I bring out the quality of – we'll just use judgment to start with. You bring out that one quality and you list all of the negative ways that judgment plays out in your life. But then you list all of the positive ways. And I actually think it's healthiest and more powerful if you actually do get pen and paper out and do this or put it on your iPad or pod or whatever. And and actually – on that note, because this is a
0: very good podcast that to do a pen and paper exercise with, if you really want to go into shadow work, you actually have to do the work. Um, yeah. And to, so just to backtrack to step one, which is the acknowledging, to being to be able to see your own stuff, which may be very deeply buried or hidden, can I just share the exercise yeah. of one of the best ways to either, as Jane was talking about gathering evidence, start to look for what, what triggers you in life. So start to notice the people in your life that piss you off. Write down a list, say, write down three names of three people who you find just abhorrent. And you know what? They might not even be alive. They might be Hitler. You know, they might be a child abuser you read about in the newspaper or maybe it's your mother-in-law or maybe it's, you know, the man over the back fence who throws garbage over your fence or something. Whoever it is, write them down and write three things down about the three people you can't stand in life and what they're the three reasons why you can't stand each of them. And once you've done that list, Choose three people that you absolutely adore, alive or dead, celebrity or known, mentors, whoever, three people that you just love to pieces and why, three reasons why for each of them, why you just adore them.
1: And with that list, Jane? Okay. So now you're going to be looking at the qualities and recognizing that that is within you. So like with me, I got the judgment thing happening and the arrogance. You will have your list with your qualities. So now you're going to acknowledge that that is within you. So do a bit of exploration of how has this actually played out in your life? How have you used these qualities? Because what is going to come up straight
0: away? So let's say I write down something like, like for me when I did this list um, and I did write down child abuser, like just in a general concept, I can't stand the thought of people who neglect their children and stuff. And then I'm looking at the words, well, what does that bring up in me? It brings up funny words for me like, slobby interestingly like I can imagine a child neglect abuser as being a big fat woman and that just pushes my buttons for some reason slobby and things like just cold and uncaring or selfish and things like that and you know then you have to say to yourself okay how am I sloppy and selfish and straight away I go well I'm not I'm not I'm I'm slim and I keep fit and I've got a very tidy house and I have a house cleaner And then I went back and I actually remembered I had a really sharp memory from when I was much, much younger one time of a teacher berating my handwriting and saying, that is the slobbiest handwriting I've ever seen. Don't ever submit anything like that again. Wow. And that went really deep for me. So it doesn't have to be as literal as, Oh, but my house is so tidy. I've still got a fear because if anyone ever says to me, Um, Oh, well, if my mum comes over and starts cleaning up a, you know, a corner with dust buddies, you know, I get so reactive. Like I take it so personally, like I'm not slobby. It's not dirty. Leave it alone. You know, right.
1: Right. So You
0: have to, you have to be aware that it might not be really literal. It might be again, a deeper buried memory that somehow yep. come out. So this is, this is like your
1: way of backward finding. The triggers and keys. Yes. Then you need to bring out the quality in the positive. How is that quality positive in your life? So what's the word you use? Slobby. So slobby. There would be examples in your life where that's important to be. You know, I can't be OCD obsessed with cleanliness. Because if I do that, this, this, and this is not going to happen. I'm not going to spend well, rich time with my children. My book would I'm never not, get written or something right. like that. So there's a gift in every
0: in every negative you know, emotion that you've pulled out there or characteristic you've pulled out. There's actually a gift to be found because it's also served and protected you in that's a certain right. way.
1: So with judgment, okay, so it's easy to write the negative list of how bad judgment can be for you. However, there's also the positive side of without really good, healthy judgment, I couldn't be the mother that I want to be. I couldn't be uh, doing the work that I'm doing, you know, matchmaking. I've got to have good judgment. So you start writing the list of all the positive qualities. Now you don't feel so shameful about owning this quality within you. So if someone says to me, oh, Jane, you're so judgmental. I'd go, thank you. Yes, I am. Because there's no charge on
0: anyone. There's no charge. You've you've actually removed the charge because you've owned it and you've said, okay, that's actually me. And I get why. And now I'm going to work on it. And so the, the trigger, actually, you will notice because the universe will send you little examples and little tests, tests. people will say things, tests. will do things, and you would just start to check and see how your progress is doing on that. And the day that you really do arrive to the point that
1: it just has zero charge on it, you know that you've arrived there. That's right. The other thing that you'll notice, as you truly learn to embrace this particular quality, you actually will no longer see it in another person in a negative way. You just see it for what it is. Okay. So this is how you actually get to gain your compassion, your empathy, and your true divine connection with another person.
0: And the really cool thing about the list we talked about, so the, the six, the three evil people and the three wonderful people, so then when you look at the wonderful side of the column, you realize that those people all exhibit qualities and traits and tendencies which – are not only things that you want to be, but are already buried within you and are not being usually
1: either. They, you're not allowed them out to their full expression yet. Well, here's this is about positive shadow work now. So this is moving from the negative shadow work to the positive. So, and I love this exercise. This is so beautiful. As Beck said, think of three people, but actually, I'm going to simplify it even more. I find that this is even more powerful for implementing fast into your life. Mm-hmm. Select one person that you absolutely adore and maybe you really wish that you were like them and it doesn't matter who it is. So like I've got a friend who's completely obsessed with Oprah. She loves Oprah. So we grabbed this exercise, we did this exercise with her and I said, right, now I don't want you to overthink this. I want the first qualities. I want you to answer this question immediately without overthinking it. Tell me the reasons why you absolutely love Oprah and out came her three qualities that she saw they are the qualities that she is denying within herself in abundance so in this case she said loving strong and powerful those were the first those were her three, three. words she came out and with now what she was really surprised was she said yes but everybody would see that and that's when i said no this is the beauty of this exercise is that no everybody will see something different in Oprah. That's right. Because this is the mirror effect, which we'll get into in a minute. When you then identify the qualities, so in this girl's example, she said said, love, strength, and power. power." This girl, in my opinion, truly has all three of those qualities and she exercises them well. However, what she is wanting is more of them. So her soul is saying, you are not operating as much in these three qualities as you are screaming out to do. And the reason for that is that most of us are actually not so much scared of our negative side, our shadow side. We're actually scared of our magnificence. We are scared of how truly powerful, dynamic, impressive, creative, incredible we actually would be if we truly let go and enabled all of these rich, beautiful qualities to be in abundance within us. So we play it small. So what we do here now that you've got this quality is that that's the quality that now you are going to implement in gentle steps a little bit more of in your life. So for this friend of ours, she's going to have a little bit more strength, a little bit more power, and a little bit more love. Was it love? Was it? Yes. They're the three that she's working on. And I've got to tell you, her face just lit up at this exercise so it's, it is so positive it's just the same as the dark side to the light side so with the
0: dark side stuff we said you know the universe is going to start sending you little triggers and little opportunities to test to see how far you've come in in the, the conscious awareness of that and how you're working on it and the same for the positive stuff so whether they send you little negative dilemmas or little positive dilemmas to use all of the
1: qualities on the list that you have just written down if you want to change your life Yeah. You can start to do the work right now. That's right. It's instant. Now I've been doing this work for many, many years and it's now ingrained so much into my being that when I have a reaction to somebody, I have an emotional reaction to something or someone, it is my automatic reaction to go, now, is this a fear or is this an observation? Is there an actual charge there? And if so, what is it that I'm now not? I'm denying within myself? And then I bring it out of the basement and I then look at it in the shadow. I look at it in the positive. I give it great love. I have acceptance. And I've now just empowered myself further. I've actually just grown in self-love and empowerment. It is so cool. And I do it on a daily basis. And nothing has the charge that it used to. And this is a really
0: higher spiritual way of being able to navigate through your life. It really is taking a very higher road. Someone put, you know, as, the, as all the best things do on Facebook the other day, on this meme on Facebook, one of those things about um, the next time somebody, you know, verbally attacks you, criticizes, insults you, sends you a toxic email, whatever, you know, onslaught you're receiving, just remember that everything that is coming out of their mouth they're saying about themselves yes they're just saying and again this is classic mirror work this is classic shadow dark shadow stuff if, if someone feels angry enough about something to have to spew it all over you it's because they hate it inside themselves you don't say you don't have to own other people's stuff just remember that
1: that's right yes absolutely it does say everything about them doesn't it and it becomes interesting that when you're not having that charge and you can observe it the kindness that you can exercise to another who actually really isn't behaving in a way that actually really deserves kindness, it just feels so cool. It feels very cool. So I could have a client walk in the office that is incredibly arrogant, judgmental, and would in the past have really pressed my buttons and had me fire up and feel like I have to mirror back their energy. Now I just see it for what it is, somebody that's scared and frightened and behaving in the negative. Yeah. And so let's talk to their higher self. Send them some love. That's it. Absolutely. And watch them just soften yeah instantly soften it's very very cool we we do a radio
0: show that you may or may not know about um on uh grant broadcasting network in australia and it was only the first week or second week of the show and straight away we got an email from oh, some bloke freddy. freddy ford who was <laughs> a slight you'd like something about fred driving his ford and and you know oh, I don't want to listen to this shit if I wanted to listen to this shit I'd rah, 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 you know because we were talking a lot of spiritual content and um, and, you know, the producer of the show was quite worried about it. Oh, you know, we had this one bad complaint and everything. And I just said, Oh, bless him. Because here's this lovely bloke out there driving his Utah or listening on his construction site or whatever he's doing. He's probably got a really horrible life. Like poor old Fred. I'm sure mum and dad never talked about anything like this with Fred when he was growing up. And we've obviously said stuff that has pressed his buttons left, right, and center, guess what? Fantastic opportunity for change. Fantastic opportunity for growth. If you are responding that strongly, that negatively, that uncomfortably to our subject
1: matter, hallelujah, change is beginning already, which is so exciting and cool, which, by the way, uh, we should mention our show. We've never mentioned what we do, but with grant broadcasters. So it's called The Soul Sisters. Now, depending on where you're listening to this, it's on, I think, about 20-odd stations usually on a sunday morning some of the stations are replaying it on saturdays and various different times we've got a website you can find us on the soul sisters.com.au
0: i believe it i think is. it's just.com just.com yeah
1: <laughs> it's all- <laughs> yeah um or go to tune up uh, you can listen to it and tune up tune in. The tune in sorry your app on your phone um and if you're in south australia like we are then you can listen to it on powerfm.com.au forward slash SA. You can listen to it online. Mm. Um, so that's about the show. Okay. So I reckon, back now's a good time to let's get into the dark side. Yeah. So because we are talk- other people,
0: yeah, we're talking about shadow stuff today. And it is that idea that, you know, the universe is made up of light and dark, obviously. And as a we, so the yin and the yang, the black and the white. Um, you know, we've done shows with the alpha, the beta, you know, we've always got these, these two quite different energies on the spectrum which must balance each other out so in the same way that the dark and the light exists within us it exists out there in the world and in the universe but i still believe at the end of the day there's a very very divine organization and order to these things so we must never be scared that you know the dark side is winning north korea is going to drop the nuclear bomb like you know it's all just horrific the milky way is just going to explode like you know we don't you can't buy into the fears and the false illusion and the false power of the dark side either. You must remember even at the darkest times in your life or when confronted or bullied by the darkest person that there is still a divine balance that I believe is always operating, you know, with the, the grand cosmic scales. Um So when, you know, I'm a psychic, obviously, and when people hear that, sometimes they want to know, oh, but don't you get scared? What about the negative entities? You know, there's this whole idea of things can latch on you or haven't you seen the exorcist or what if you bring through something that's nasty? How do you know? How do you know it's from the light? All those sorts of questions. And the way I answer those questions is because it is exactly the same as people in the real world. So I don't go and hang down the dingy end of town at three o'clock in the morning talking to heroin addicts in back alleyways. I stick to the well lit alfresco areas. You know, I stay under cafes. Whereas I actually
1: would. <laughs> oh, Jane! I know because I don't think you can get such rich, cool conversations. Okay, but
0: when we're talking about no, things that's like being irresponsible. You're being, sorry, guys, she's being cheeky and facetious. I, am, I, and am. I, I have to put up with that. But anyway, no. But when we are talking Should about, I look
1: at that within yourself. <laughs>
0: Oh God, you can't even get away with. It. Okay. This, <laughs> these are the friends I have. They call me on, it. I open my mouth and they call me on it. Okay. Back to the topic. Sorry. It's about being safe and it's about being, knowing your boundaries. And it's about knowing when I talk about safety, you know, it's emotional safety, spiritual safety, mental safety, not just physical safety, but it is, um, it's that feeling that as you go about in life, not just knowing that you're divinely protected, but having more, even more proactiveness in it than that. So so taking control of what you call in or allow, setting up your own boundaries in life. You know, that might be a Facebook boundary. Whose feed do you follow? You know, or it might be a that person that always calls that you just don't really want to chat to, that girlfriend you've had for years, and she's always such an energy vampire, and she always sucks you dry. Well, just stop answering the phone. You know, these are the ways in life that we begin to build up our temples, you know, really protect the sacred temple that is us and that that's okay, not to have guilt around that. And likewise, so of course, when I'm off channeling the cosmic astral levels or whatever, same things apply. I mean, I'm not friends with serial killers in real life, so I'm not going to go befriending them in the cosmos. Like, Jay, I love that. that is, that's
1: fabulous. Well, I know that whenever I, I do, I have prayer, I talk to, you know, my angels and my guides, and I always call them in from the highest realms. And the thing, the tip is that, if it feels wrong,
0: you're dealing with the wrong people. It's a, it's the whole exercise of the universe is about gut feeling. So like I'm saying, whether that's playing out right here on planet Earth in your day-to-day life, your gut feeling's gnawing at you and saying, oh, I don't like that guy's vibes or I don't like the feeling on this business situation, or whether you're going up to channel and, or especially things like using Ouija boards. See, Ouija boards, from my understanding, are a little bit more inviting of the dark side because anyone and anything can come crawling in. Generally, when you channel, You've got an intention with where you're going. You're going up very high. You're going up with the support of your guides and angels, and you're getting quite direct, specific information, maybe from a trusted, you know, source. Um, Whereas Ouija boards, you know, it is a bit like having a story about Ouija boards. Oh, everyone's got. But I was just going to say, it is a bit like say having a big house party and sticking a sign on the street at the front of your house that says, "Anyone come in? Free grog, free booze." And then what are you going to get coming in? All kinds of unmentionables and riffraff
1: are going to just wander in. We were down at our shack, and there was a which has a whole heap of little shacks that are all near each other, and a big group of them. this Friday night had all apparently gone and did this Ouija board. And they. the Saturday morning, I didn't know anything about it, Saturday morning I got up and we were all catching up for coffee and they've all freaked themselves out about all this horrible stuff that happened. And I said, what? They did the glass thing, pushing the glass, whatever. And I said, did you guys protect yourself before you did this? No, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, we're doing another one tonight. Do you want to come, Jane? Well, yeah, I'm coming. And then I said, "Um, but I'm going to charge the room first. So I went in and I did my little ceremony that I do of protection to only be dealing with the highest realms. And then I sat there and they all, and I just watched. And I watched them all and nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing could get through because I had protected that room so much. And so slowly as they all got bored one by one, each of them wandered over and just sat next to me. And I just taught them a little bit of automatic scripting and I got them to write their own messages from their own guides so they could Beautiful. communicate and get their own wisdom without doing it through a silly glass and yeah. a bit of paper and because in some ways, you actually don't know what you're dealing with. If you have not educated on this, you actually are vulnerable. So it's fun to play with all of this stuff, and it's so exciting to get validation of something that's greater than you. I'm all for that. Always protect yourself, and it's very easy to find ways of doing that. And, look, if you're unsure, Contact Beck. She's the guru. She'll teach you all that
0: stuff. So, oh, that's really beautifully said, though, Jen. I like how you've, you've phrased that. And, you know, I have to say from my experience, the few people I've come across over the years that come to me with real stories of like very scary hauntings or physical attacks from ghosts, sexual attacks from ghosts, I've had. Teenagers in particular always attract poltergeists and young girls saying that they've got a like a Freddy Krueger-like figure standing at the foot of their bed following them around. When when I've come across people like that before, I've actually got a theory, Jane's always got theories, but this is my theory. Oh, next theory. Right, yeah, cool. uh, is that they are massive attention seekers. Now I'm not saying that what they're experiencing isn't true. Attention seek people who create a lot of drama in their lives and need a lot of attention because of self-love, self-worth, mum and dad not paying attention when they're younger, whatever's going seeking on, validation, seeking validation. You know, first of all, they're going to create a hell of a lot of drama in real life. Maybe if they're a bit spiritually inclined, that's going to bleed over to the other side too. They're going to create a hell of a lot of spiritual drama too. So, you know, they'll be the sort who we had to leave our house because there were scratches all over the walls and there was something in the cellar and there was, you know, and again, it, it, it is this idea that whether you're on earth or whether it's to do with the otherworldly vibes, you choose whether or not to let stuff in. Experiences, people, events, energies. I know that that is a concept which some people still have trouble getting their head around. The first time I heard the concept of, for example, that I choose how to behave or react to other people, I was quite young and I was in just complete denial. It's a big concept. It's a huge really concept when you, when you, when, when you you're still there, it. when you first yes. hear it. And I remember one of the biggest fights I ever got into at a dinner party years ago was with an old childhood friend of mine, a boy. And, um, yeah. And I, Gently introduced that idea to him through the course of the conversation, and he went into absolute rejection, lockdown, really vehemently. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And just, he just wasn't ready to hear it at
1: all. So I just backed off. We're also talking about a lot of years ago, aren't we, where, you know, those sorts of conversations Mm. were weird. And I too have had many experiences like that. And thankfully, here we are in 2013. Mm. And thankfully, with all of self development, with the fabulous internet, with People are wiser and more open to concepts of health and happiness and mindsets and wellness mm. and thank goodness. But yeah, you're right. That really does press buttons in people.
0: So the level of harmony that you generally I mean we're always gonna have stuff happen to us because life happens, shit happens, right? But the general level of your okayness and your healthy boundaries with what you really do let in, you know. is okay for stuff to come along for learning, you know, like a certain experience which teaches a lesson, a spiritual lesson. But it's another thing to have your whole life an absolute fucking mess. And excuse my French, but it's like, you know, some people just have lives that are just just so much crap on top of so much crap on top of so much crap. And like Jane says, sledgehammers, bricks, feathers, like they're just banging their head into brick walls over and over and over because they're not listening, they're not calming down, they're not accepting, they're not surrendering, they're not learning. And the same can go for the psychic stuff. You know, there can just be a lot of drama. So it does go back to the idea that we actually choose what we commit in. So if I speak for myself, I choose to surround myself by higher vibrational friends and entities, and I don't go out looking for drama, attention. You know, scary, putting myself in scary situations here, like again on Earth or up there in the stairway
1: to heaven. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Or if you do, like, like I, I know I was being silly when I said, "Yeah, I'll go hang out with the heroin addicts at three in the morning in Honey Street or whatever." No, I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, because I have done such a lot of work and because I have got very healthy boundaries, I am the first person to talk to somebody that I think might be in need of having a conversation. Because, because I'm not scared. My mother has always said, Jane, you're going to end up being stabbed to death because I'll stop when the drunk is walking across the road and I'm driving home from an event at one in the morning. I do stop and walk that person off the road. Yeah. I don't have fear. I am protected. I've got healthy boundaries. Yeah. I read body language very, very well. I don't go into danger. I don't see it as danger. What others see as danger, I don't. I see it as a very well-calculated arena that i can step into and
0: if you've done years of self-work which means that you're very familiar with your gut feeling yes or the the inner voice or the hunch or whatever word you want to call it intuition if you are very comfortable and familiar with that You are going to be
1: okay in life because you
0: will, and Jane would read it if she was driving down that road. And something about that man gave her a really weird feeling
1: because there is actually around the corner a car full of people waiting to grab whoever stops. And I would know that I absolutely would know. Yeah, or your body would know it. It's up to whether or not you are going to be listening
0: to it. Okay, so so yeah, Um, so yeah, but it is. I believe also that it's really possible to get to a point in life where. You actually just one of your beliefs, one of your firmly, deeply, down to the cellular memory entrenched beliefs is nothing harms me.
1: Well, that was what I was about to say that you know what, and if there was a car around the corner and they wanted to grab me, well, you know, that is my life purpose, mm. and there's going to be something in there for me. Now, I don't want to wish that on me, as we've always said. I'd rather the lessons with the feather, thanks, and if I have to I have the brick, but I don't want the sledgehammer. But if I haven't been listening, well, then bring on the sledgehammer and listen.
0: I know this is a fine line gray area because people will say, well, you don't just want to be a Pollyanna and stick your head in the sand. You know, life, things are going to happen, you know. But there's a part of me that just thinks things like, I'm never going to go bankrupt. I'm never going to be in a serious, horrible accident. I don't need to lose a child. Like, because... why?
1: Because 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 you know you're pressing buttons in what you're I, saying. I'm now. pressing
0: buttons. This is just for me. I'm talking though because I feel quite deeply that that's not what I'm hearing this lifetime. to do. okay, I've done those this things. It's clear
1: that this is about you. This is about because me. There could be somebody listening to this saying, you who, know, "I've lost yeah, a child." Who has lost a child? So I've got a dreadful a, illness. Yeah, I, and
0: different I, lessons. But this is this to me goes into reincarnation and the fact that we've all done everything at least once or twice or fifteen times. And I mean, I I'm, I still may not know what all my lessons are for this lifetime. But all I can do is remain very, very deeply, intuitively in touch with myself and as consciously aware as I possibly can. Um, And keep those healthy
1: boundaries so that you're not
0: at bringing the dark in. That's right, Jane. And you know, you often hear spiritual people say things like, um, I don't have any health insurance. I don't have any home and contents insurance. I haven't got any car insurance because I just trust that the universe always looks after me and nothing happens. And for those people, it doesn't.
1: That's right. It just doesn't. Well, then we come back to the law of attraction and law of vibration. And we come back to lottery
0: tickets, which is what – like Jane can use the example. Jane can tell if somebody Mm -hmm. is genuinely got the right energy, holding the right energy to win the lotto or not. Yeah, yeah. And this is what we're talking about. Do you genuinely have the right energy to be able to say, oh, I'm not going to pay my home in contents and is there going to be a fire or not? You know, That's right. Like, And how, how do
1: you explain it, Jane? Well, the difference is true belief versus wishful thinking. Okay, so if you're wishful thinking that you know it would be great to save all this money and not have any health insurance or house insurance or contents insurance or car insurance i mean you'd save yourself a fortune yeah however is it wishful thinking or do you generally truly at your very core know that you are protected and all this time? yeah that's not what you're here to worry about no. you might worry Unless about other things certain in this things i haven't like I like i too know people that are very firm and don't and and they do have true divine belief and they therefore don't they take that risk and they're fine. I'm actually not at that point. I've got some things that I've dropped insurance on that I know are completely protected. There are some areas that I know I don't actually truly believe in certain parts of my life. So therefore I've kept that insurance. So again, know your boundaries. Yes.
0: Know where you're at and be really realistic about where you're at with your own safety boundaries. Yes.
1: And it's so and all of this is unique to each individual. It's really important that you get that. Which brings us right back to the beginning of know yourself and how do you know yourself by looking at what other people are pressing in you by getting and doing your shadow work by learning to love everything about you and being completely in tune with you
0: beautiful and that's the end of our show for this week we love you guys please keep the comments coming on our facebook site we do love you it's facebook forward slash love life show and of course you can leave comments under our show here if you're listening to us through thewellnesscouch.com until next week on Wednesday when we come back with another free podcast for you I'm Rebecca Detman I'm Jane Donovan have a fabulous week life is perfect I'm not trying it. it's just happening